Okay, good evening, Chaver. Here we go. Today's daf is daf Lamed Gimel, page thirty-three in the Hey Gimel Seches Bava Kama. We pick up on the bottom of Lamed Beis Amud Beis thirty-two B, nine lines from the bottom with Rav Papa. Rav Papa Mishmei Derav of the place. We'll give a moment. Okay, here we go. Rav Papa, you got the place. You good? Rav Papa Shmei the Rava Masni La Aresha. Rav Papa quoting Rava learnt our earlier statement going on the Resha of the Brisa. Now we're, again, we're trying to establish what is a strong case of Shaykh. So, Hanichnas Lechanusai Shal Nagar If somebody goes into the store, the store area of a carpenter, where we'll call it employees only, you have no right to be there without any sort of permission. And unfortunately, what happened was bakas, a piece of wood shot out from the carpenter, and it whacked him in the face, umes, and he died. Potter, the the uh, store owner, the carpenter who shot out the wood is not responsible. You have no right to be there. He says no. All we mean that you're potter. It doesn't mean you're potter from damages. It means if the victim dies. Then you're going to be potter from Golas. But you should know if this victim gets damaged, you're going to be chayav in four damages. Let's remind ourselves what are the four damages? Nezek, the damage itself, tsar, pain, repoy, medical bills, sheves, and loss of work. You do not ever pay baishas, you never pay for embarrassment if you did not have intention to injure. So you're going to, as uh, we've been learning previously, and, and it's going to be a remember that because that's going to be a constant theme whenever we deal with baishas. There's no intention to hurt. There's never a payment of Baisha. So if there's injury, you're going to pay four things. However, if the, the guy dies, you're not going to be of Misa. The one who says that we're going on the Seifa of the mission of the second part, which says that he's not Chayav and Golas, will say Koshkein Arisha. Certainly, will will uh, in the first part of the Brisa, where the guy went in without permission, will get him off the hook from Golas. Um, the one who says, I'll don't time you're off the hook, uh, the, the carpenter's off the hook, is when the guy went through without permission. But let's say in the other case of the Brisa, which was where he entered the domain of the carpenter with permission, the carpenter gave him permission, then that Mandi Omar will hold, you will be Mechoyev, you will be obligated in Gullus. Okay. Says the Gemara, is that true? If let's say you have a carpenter working in his shop and somebody comes in with permission, we're, we're saying right now, if you went in without permission, carpenter no gullus. If you go in with permission, carpenter has gullus. Says Gemara, is that taka true? Is he mechuyev in gullus v'hatanya? But we learned in Abraisa, Rabarin, four lines from the bottom. Welcome aboard. Hanichnas lechanusai. If somebody goes into a storefront, shell napach of a blacksmith, finitza nitzaitzis, and sparks shoot out from under the hammer of the blacksmith, v'tavchal alpanov umes, and it kills the guy who entered. The halacha is potter. The blacksmith is going to be potter. Where since we're dealing with death over here, we're not dealing with injury. So what does potter mean? Obviously, it doesn't mean potter from death penalty. It means potter from gulls. Okay, and the same thing, the same halacha would hold would hold water if the guy went in with permission. 
So the Brisa says clearly the the by a blacksmith, if you go into his shop, he won't go to Gullus with permission or without permission. Why should a carpenter be different? We we're assuming why a carpenter, if you went in with permission, the carpenter will go to Gullus. But here we find by a blacksmith that with or without permission, he's going to be potter in Gullus. Says the the case of the of the blacksmith is where he was an apprentice of the blacksmith. So you have a blacksmith working. He has a apprentice there watching him, and then sparks shoot out and kill the apprentice. That's where we say you're going to be a potter in Gullus. Says Gemara, show you the nafchi the I don't understand. Just because he's an apprentice changes anything. What's the nafchi mean? If either that, either way, you're there with permission. You're there with permission. So you should be chayv Gullus. Mean, What's the difference if there's an the apprentice the who apprentice gets killed? Is there because he had permission? Right. So we're assuming that you're putter in Gullus if the apprentice gets killed. And let's say somebody else comes in with permission, you'd be chayav in Gullus. That's the assumption. Ask the Gemara what would be the difference between an apprentice and somebody else who's there with permission? The Mainaf Kamina. Okay? So the Gemara says, Kishaharabai Misarev by Lotseis I'll tell you what's different. Over there, the uh, the uh, apprentice was being prodded to leave. And he's like, you know, you're being a little annoying. The day's over, uh, get in dog, get out of here. And the, the uh, apprentice hasn't left. Says the Gemara, So now the blacksmith is putter and gullus. What's the case we're saying? When you putter and gullus? When you have an apprentice who you told to leave and they don't leave. So you're not going to have to go to gullus. Says Gemara, why? Because you told him to leave. Now, punk, you're allowed to kill him? What's the, again, what's the difference between him and anybody else? Says Gemara, you're right. But I'll tell you what happened. Here's the story, ready? Blacksmith has an apprentice. He tells the apprentice, go home. The apprentice is a very quiet guy. So the blacksmith thought he left and he didn't leave. He's still uh, getting his stuff. And then sparks shoot out and kill him. So that's where we're going to say the, um, the blacksmith was not mechuyiv to double check to make sure everybody was there. He told them to leave. You could assume he leaves and that's why you're potter and gullus. But anybody else or in another circumstance, you'd be chayiv gullus. Says the Gemara, Iyachi Acher Nami. If that's true by the apprentice, where there's no reason to assume that the apprentice is still there. So even when somebody else uh, walks into the shop, yeah, it should have the same halacha. I mean, the Mainaf Gamina, if this guy is, uh, if, if this guy is your assistant or not, well, who cares? Either way, you should be chayiv and gullus. Answer the Gemara, Tapa today's daf. Acher, Leslie, somebody else does not have Imsa Darabe being afraid of his boss. So but when somebody else is there, and you tell the guy to leave, and then you, the blacksmith gets knocking, and the guy doesn't leave, you're chayiv gullus. Chayiv gullus. You should have been more careful. But by the apprentice specifically, you could have assumed he left, because you're the boss. And a boss assumes that his apprentices listen to him. Hence, there's less of a uh, achrayis on the blacksmith to assume that the person is still there. See, other people could be, it could be a bechutzif. Right? But... Uh, but uh, a, 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 a an employee is not going to be uh, is not going to be a mechutzif. So that would be another possible nafkamina between the case of the blacksmith and the case of the carpenter, or a case of somebody who stam had had permission to be there. Okay. 
Rav Zibin Shei Deraba Masi Rav Zibin Shei Deraba learned the the statement of the Brisa going on the following case. Umatza. Okay, what's the case of Umatza? So, this is the case of Gullus. Some You have people that are out in the forest. One guy's chopping wood. And a piece of wood falls off. The, uh, I'm sorry, the... The yeah the the axe falls off the wood very good thank you the axe falls off the wood and it shoots out umatza and it finds somebody else that's coming to exclude somebody who put themselves into position to be hurt afterwards which means like this which means like this Ruvain is chopping wood in a forest he's moving his axe with a wooden handle and a metal piece on top so two steps. In a downward motion, he's moving it where he'd be high of gullus. The axe slips off the handle. If it if it goes to Shimon and kills Shimon, in general, you're high of gullus. But if it starts going somewhere, and after it's already heading somewhere, Shimon comes riding by on his horse, and then it kills him, you're putter and gullus. Because it's called... Shimon found the axe, not the axe found Shimon. Shimon went moving to the location where the axe was already in flight to. There I'm going to be Potter and Gullus. I'm only Chayav and Gullus where Shimon was already in position to be killed at the time that the axe slips, uh, slips off the handle. The same thing would hold true if somebody drops a stone from a 10th story of a building. I drop a stone from 10th story. Okay, now... There's somebody underneath, and the stone nails the guy and kills him. So, If the guy shows up after the stone's already in the air, and puts himself into position and gets killed, Potter, the one who dropped the stone is Potter from Gullus. Again, because the victim found the stone. It's not that the stone found the victim. Potter mi Gullus if it comes to Misa, you're right. He's not going to be obligated in Gullus. But if let's say the guy is damaged and he's not killed, you're going to have to pay Nezek Tsar, Ripoy, and Shemes. You have to pay those uh, those four payments. The one who says the halacha of Rabbi Si Rabbi Chanina is, is uh, going and applies over here would, uh, would, would hold that it's going on the first case as well. But he'll say. That when when you have a case where where uh, somebody sticks his head out afterwards, we'll say that your mom is potter that you're not even going to have to pay dalid devar. Okay, here we go. Period. That's just another way to understand Rabbi Yisi Rabbi statement, and that really wraps up the sugya from yesterday. Now we're going to continue on the, the a similar topic, but dissect the circumstances. Surrounding the Nagar, surrounding the case of the carpenter, and surrounding the uh, the case of the uh, the blacksmith. So here we go. Tana Rabbana, the rabbis loint, and so should we. Pailim shebolet vayaschara mi balabayis in gachon shayrei shal balabayis in gachon shayrei shal balabayis umeis. You have an employee showing up. On Reish Chaydesh to get his paycheck. So yeah, so you have the uh, the employee showing up on Reish Chaydesh for his paycheck, and the the, the Reish Chayil, yeah, the the employer, the employer, his ox gores the employee. 
Yeah, it's not so easy to get your paycheck. Or his dog bites the employee, umes, and the employee dies. The halacha is potter. The, uh, the boss is going to be potter. Now, what does it mean, potter? So the Mepharshim explain over here that um, there's a chi of kaifer. If your animal kills somebody, you have to pay a, a penalty called kaifer, an atonement penalty. Now, this is not true if the victim entered the damager's property. So here, the employee who came to the mazik, the nizik, the, the victim, came to the mazik's courtyard. Memela, if he gets, if he gets uh, hurt, and in this case killed, by the, uh, by the property of the uh, employer, he's not going to be chayiv in kaifer. Okay. Achir This is a kaifer pin. Why should he do it? Because it's Rishus HaMazik. The employee came to the employer's domain. So if he gets damaged in the mazik's domain, there's no chayiv kaifer. If, if he gets damaged in the employer's domain, he doesn't... There's no, there's no the kofar. Employer, the employer does not have to pay. Right. Kofar penalty. Kofar. Yeah. Why but I mean, if he had to go there to collect his... Huh? Why not? We'll see. Well, we'll see whether it applies to damages as well. But as far as the kofar penalty is concerned, that's never paid if it takes place in the damager's property. But it sounds well, like... When is it going to be... To be it, but you're saying, but he, it says, Michael, but he has to show up to get his money. So, so what, what else is he so supposed to do? When pay Kofer? Huh? When, when, oh, when it's in the victim's property or in a public domain. My animal kills, your, uh, kills a person in a public domain. Yeah. So then I got to pay Kofer to the estate. So why should... I, I don't know why you have this... Uh... But that's opinion number one, is that you are putter. This is the... This is the Tanakam of the Bryson. Others say, They say, no. The workers have a right to show up on the mazik's domain to receive their paycheck. And therefore, if your animal kills them, you're going to be chayav and kaifer. Okay. What's going on over here? What's the case? If the employer normally walks around, he doesn't hide behind his house. So then, by my time of the what right did the employees have to come picketing by his door to get their paycheck? That's not the way it is. Again, the price wasn't clear how they usually get paid. So if the boss usually goes around to pay everybody, of course he should be off the hook if they enter his courtyard, to enter his house and get killed. They have no right to be there in the first place. You have no right to come onto my property. If my dog kills them, there should be no chiyav kaifer. But if that's the normal way to go collect your paycheck is to go to the guy's house, my time and Why is he off the hook? So the Gemara is bothered by the same thing we're bothered by. Answers the Gemara. We're dealing with somebody who's shchiach, but not shchiach. Sometimes he is around, sometimes he's not around. And they're coming to him. And they say, and, uh, and they say listen, we're coming to your house. We're coming to your house. And he says, in. He says, yes. Okay. Meaning, I'm home. I'm home. I'm around. Marsovar in ulta mashman. He says, yes, that means you are welcome to come in. And if they open the door and the dog bites them and kills them, well, he said, come in. He's the one responsible. Marsovar, but the Tanakam who says, you're off the hook, will say, in kumaduchtach mashma. In means 
wait where you are. So here's here's the case. Here's how the Gemara is explaining like this. That's right. The guy, I've got a pit bull in my house. The employer has a pit bull in his house, and the employee sometimes gets his paycheck at the factory, and sometimes comes to pick up his paycheck. Okay, this month it's not so clear how he's going to be paid. He punctuates to knock on the door of the employer. He knocks on the door. Knock knock. It's a knock knock joke. The guy says, "Come in." He says, "Oh, it's not a knock knock joke." Okay, I'll come in. So he, uh, what? What is? I'm sorry. He doesn't say, he doesn't say "come in." Knock knock. Yes. In yes. So according to the Tanakama, yes means come in, and therefore uh, yes means stay where you are. I'm sorry. Yes means stay where you are. So if you come in, I'm Potter. You have no right to come in. Yes means stay where you are. The Acherim say yes means come in. And therefore, if the pit bull uh, kill, uh, mauls the guy, so then you're going to be Chayev. So, which seems to support that when somebody's at home and they say yes, it means come in. Uh, I'm sorry, it means stay in your spot. The time learned by so pile. If you have a worker, shenichnas the tvoyas charbi balbayis, he comes to get his paycheck. When the gachah shares balbayis, and the ox of the balbayis of the boss gores him, my nashchei kalbe, the dog bites him. Potter alpha pi shenichnas pershus. He's potter even though he came in with permission. Now my potter, why you potter? I love the kari above of amaleya. The case must be where he's he knocked on the door. The balabas said yes. Ushmamina in komaduchtach masha means yes. Stay where you are, and if you do get hurt, I'm not. I'm I'm not going to be the one. That is responsible. Okay. So this Bryce seems to be in line with the Tanakama. With the Tanakama. Okay. Very, very practical. Yeah, go ahead. When you're talking about Kofir, do uh, not explain anything else that, that he may be liable for. Correct. Uh, like you said, that, uh, that Gullus would, would be a, a, a repair for an un, uh, uh, unnecessary... Like we learned yesterday. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, is when besides Kofir, we really haven't been dealing with Kofir, we've been dealing with the other things. So, what, what does it stand with? Like so, th- th- it's going to stand wherever we put the onus. So, according to the Tanakama, the onus is going to be on the... Uh, the owner is going to be on the employee for walking in. If the onus is on him for walking in, he shouldn't have walked in. And the the, the balabais means uh, the balabais means stay where you are. The, the, he'll be putter from Gullus as well. Yeah, there won't be a he of uh, you know. If let's say he mistakenly kills a guy for being an intruder or things like that, because you have no right to you know whatever the understanding is, that's going to be it's going to be considered an or, or trespassing. Okay. Zokta Mishnah, right smack dab in the middle of Lamed Gim, Lamed Aleph, Shnei Shvarim, Tam Shechavu Zezeh. If you have two oxen that are both Tam, that damage each other, Mishalm B'Meiser Chatsi Nezek, they pay for the extra half damage. Now what does it mean like this? You have two oxen, they damage each other. One does more damage than the other. So you evaluate the difference in damage. Whichever one did more damage and has to pay more, will divide that extra cost. My, my, Why are you dividing because you only pay half damage oh. on Tom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so our, our oxen gore each other, and there's a little bit of discrepancy in damage, we'll divide the loss in, uh, in different. Shnei <clears throat> if they're both in Muad, so then Muad, yeah, whatever the difference is, whoever, you know, your, your ox can be in Muad, you pay more. If one ox is a Tom one goes, one, and one is a Muad, 
or mu'ad b'tam, so if the mu'ad gored the tam, m'sham b'maisa nezik shalim. Tam b'mu'ad, if there's more damage done by the tam than the mu'ad, then m'sham b'maisa chatzin nezik. Similar uh, ending of Mishnah like we did yesterday, which Yo pointed out. And also, if you have two people that hurt each other, they're going to pay uh, for the extras, they're going to pay because Adam Mu'ad, a person is, uh, is always a Mu'ad. What about Adam Mu'ad, a Mu'ad, Adam? Listen to this. What happens if you have a guy fighting with a Mu'ad animal? Okay? It's the same as two men fighting. And since Mu'ad pays Nezik Shalim, and an Adam pays Nezik Shalim, so whoever damages more will have to pay more. So if the human gets hurt $500 worth, and the ox gets hurt $300 worth, the owner of the ox will have to pay $200 to the person. Adam betam betam b'mu'ad. What if you have a person fighting with an animal that's a tam, um, and they uh, hurt each other? Adam betam b'shalim b'mu'ad Nezik Shalim. If the person did more damage than the tam, so he's going to have to pay the additional amount, the full damages. Rabbi Kiva says, no, here's unique. Even if you have an animal that's a short tam. He says, the halacha, there's a fascinating thing, we going to into this. Rabbi Kiva's of the opinion that a, a, a short tam only pays half damages when it damages possessions. He holds... Uh, what kind of tam... An animal, any short time. So we learned you pay half. He says that's only true when it damages possessions. But if a short time damages a person, Nezek Shalim automatically. That's his general rule. And therefore, if you have a person fighting with a short time, even if the short time did more damage, you're going to have to pay full. Okay? Chiddush of, uh, of Rabbi Akiva. Here we go. Ton Rabbanon. The rabbis loint, and that's why the rabbis. According to this mishpat, that's what we do with him. Okay. He's talking about when an animal kills a person, the animal's going to be Chayav uh, Misa. If the animal was a muad, then even the, the owner is Chayav Misa because he didn't prevent... Uh, it didn't prevent it from happening. The same halacha that we have when an ox hurts a person, so too is halacha for when an ox does damage to an ox, so too is when an ox does damage to a person. Just like when an ox damages an ox. Okay, that's the opinion of the Tanakhama. The Tanakhama holds a short time always pays half damage. It's consistent whether, you, whether your short time hurts possessions whether it hurts a person, you always pay half. That is the Tanakama. But we remember we just said Rabbi Kiva argued. Rabbi Kiva was of the opinion that even if a short time damages a person, you're going to pay Nezek Shali. Where's Rabbi Kiva coming from? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Kiva, Like this halacha, but not with the earlier halacha. Yochol, I might think, Mishali min that the same way when a tam... Uh, but the when when a yeah the same way when a muad gores a person you pay from the best so too when a tam gores you pay from the best that's what you do to it that a tam always pays from the body but you don't pay from the best okay so 
what Shaykhis? We don't know yet. All we know is that Rabbi Kiva is darshaning the Pesukim differently. What we're soon going to see is because Rabbi Kiva has different dress from the Pesuk, he's going to ultimately hold that a Tom pays full for damaging a person. But it's going to be dependent on how you go through each Pesuk. So right now, Rabbi Kiva is of the opinion that a short Tom is always going to pay from its body. V'rabonon zelam, the according to Abonon, what does it mean? Uh, what does it mean? Kamishpat hazeh, like this mishpat. It's one of the paitra me'arabadvarim. It just means that when a human damages, you pay dalad dvarim, you pay damage, pain, loss of work, and medical bills. But when an when your property damages, you're putter from arabadvarim. Just kamishpat hazeh. That's that's the that's the this. What's going to be his source? He already uses the word hazeh. If a man hurts his friend, we learn that if a man, uh, uh, um, well, if a man hurts his friend, you pay dal dvarim. Those are the four types of damage. But not when your axe scores for abadon. Why don't the abadon use that pasuk? He may have a mean tsar I would have only thought that um, you don't pay for pain. That your if your animal damages, you will pay nezek. You will pay. Sheves loss of work, and you will pay medical bills. You just won't pay for pain. So therefore, lets me know. It means with this halacha that you're, there, there's no chiv of daladvar. Bottom line is the reason why the Gemara is going through this again is to just point out that because Rabbi Kiva and Tanakama initially disagree on how to darshan up the psukim, that's why that's why they're walking away. At the at the end of their drushas with different limudim, where the Tanakama is going to be of the opinion that a shartam always pays half across the board, Rabbi Kiva is going to say no. It's uh, a shartam is not always going to. It, it, there is a difference between a shartam damaging somebody's property and a shartam damaging a person. When it damages a person, you will pay in full. Okay, next Mishnah, which is really a continuation. If an ox, we're going to call it worth $100, that gores an ox worth $200, and the $200 ox body, the carcass, has zero value. So the halacha is the, um, the uh, Nizik takes the mazik animal. Right? Again, because he's owed 100 and that goring animal was worth a hundred, so you're just going to go ahead and take the animal, because again, a short time doesn't pay from property; he pays from its own body. Since its body is worth a hundred bucks, it did two hundred bucks in value. The owner of the victim ox is entitled to a hundred bucks. You just take the whole thing. Okay. Says the Gemara, Masnisim money. Who's the Tana of our Mishra Bekivis or Bekivis Tana Lunar Brasa? Yusha Mashor Bebezdin. We evaluate the ox in Bezdin. Divi Rabbi Shmo Rabbi Kivaymer. Hochlat Ashar. means the ox switches into possession. It, it switches possessions from the damager to the victim. Now, if anybody here is confused, that's wonderful. Because is Rabbi Kiva arguing on Rabbi Shmuel? He's not. doesn't seem like he's directly arguing. Again, you have an ox worth 100 that goes an ox worth 200. There's a price that says, whenever that happens, you evaluate the ox in Bezdin. That's Rabbi Shmuel. Comes along Rabbi Akiva, and he says, the ox switches possession. Is, are you agreeing, Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva, you agreeing with Rabbi Shmuel? Are you arguing with Rabbi Shmuel? What are you doing here? Says Gemara, what's happening over here? Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel is of the opinion, Baal Chayvhu, that the victim is considered, get ready for this, a lender who's owed money. 
the victim is now, you now, the damager now owes me money. And therefore, I should just take the ox itself. It's mine. The same way when you borrow money from me, I just take back my money. Even if it's not the exact same $100 bill, but that's what I take back. So, says Rabbi Shmuel, that uh, you just, uh, you, you evaluate it in court and you're good to go. Okay? Evaluate it in court and you're good to go. And just take that. Rabbi Kiva says, Rabbi Kiva says no. Shutfei ninu. They're considered shutfim. Whenever you have an ox that's a tam that damages, the terror gives off half of it to the victim. So now think about it as follows. An ox worth 100 gores an, and kills an ox worth 200. The victim party owes how much, according to Rebekiva, of the goring ox? $50 worth. He's owed 100 bucks. But in this ox, he becomes a shutif, which means he's only a half owner of the ox itself. That's going to be Rebbe Kiva's lumdus, okay? So he, own, he only owes part of it. And they argue in the following passage. They sell now the live one, and they divide the money. The Torah is talking to, to uh, uh, Bezdin, and if Bezdin doesn't do this, so then it still belongs to the mazik, the damager. And Rebekiva says that the Torah is talking to both, that it needs to be split in that way. What's going to be a practical nafkamina between the ownership of Rebbe Shmuel and the ownership of Rebbe Akiva? Again, according to Rebbe Shmuel, it's remaining in the uh, property of the, uh, of the uh, mazik, but then the Nizik just take, I'm sorry, it's becoming the property of the Nizik, so you just evaluate it and take the whole thing. But according to Rabbi Akiva, Hochlat Ashar, he says it's, uh, it's going over to the damaged party because you are, um, because your partners, my binayu, what's not for me? No, Hekdeshoy, Nizik Ikhabinayu. If the Nizik is Makdishit, if the victim turns it into Hektish, that's going to be a, a, a big difference. Why? Because. If the nizik dam, if if the nizik it makes it hektish like this, if he's a partner, so then it's taka hektish. If he's not a partner, so then uh, you, you can't be makdish something which is not yours. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Suddenly, suddenly he's he's going to uh, declare the. Uh, the other guys, if he's even if he's a partner, where does this come from? Somebody's declaring it tactic. I mean, why would he do that? I mean, where where, where would what? I mean, it's it's bizarre. I mean, all the stuff is going on. He says, oh, by the way, the, the thing I suddenly became a partner is tactic. Yeah. Where, where does that come from? Why would someone do that? I mean, what, what I mean, was that? That's not a normal thing to do. You're, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll tell you why it would be a normal thing to do. There was nobody thing to do. I actually had this. I appreciate you asked this question. Appreciate you asked this question. There was a case. I'm going to be a little vague. Where two Yidin in the same town got caught up in somebody else's dintaira. There was dintaira between some other people and part of that dintaira it just slapped other people's other people in financially. The Bezdin ended up ruling in favor 
of certain people and the, that money had to be paid. Because one person sued, Bezdin gave up sock that the one who was the defendant not only had to pay the one suing them, but it gained clarity that he owed money to other people as well. Okay? That he owed money to other people as well. One of like the... In that, so you're saying, in that dintorum, it came out that he owed money to other people. Correct. And even though it, was a, it wasn't dintorum on... Even though they weren't the ones that sued him. But, but still... Because of the dentor. Because of the clarity they got, they, they, they realized he had money that wasn't his, and it had to go back. Yeah. One of the people that was owed money said, came to me, and said, I have X amount of money that's coming to me. I wasn't expecting this. I don't, I'm, I, I want no part of this. I want you to help me decide on which stucco should go to. I want to be Makdash. It was going back a few years ago. But yet sometimes people are ultimately, they're, they're owed money, al din and whatever it is. This guy's ox got killed. His ox got killed. The face, whatever it is. Now you have somebody who is like, I'm giving it to Hector. Giving it to Hector. That's one Mahalach. One Mahalach. Besides for that, I, I could imagine a bunch of other scenarios as well. But whatever it is, the guy wants to be Makdish's, uh, wants to be Makdish's party. Okay. Like what you can see is... Okay. I, I understand it's what you're saying. I know somebody goes to the casino all the reason about that. Bomani, Rabbi, 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 What if the damager sold the ox? According to Rabbi Shmuel, who says again that, that the damager still owns the ox until Bezdin gives up sock. What if the owner goes and sells the animal now? Since we say he has complete ownership. But Lamaisa, the Nizik, is considered a lender over here who's owed money. She has a claim against it. Uh, do we say it's sold? I don't know. Or perhaps, top of Lamad Gimel, Lamad Beis. The Nizik, since the victim kind of has a lien on this ox, Lav Kol Kamine. You have no right to sell it. It's not considered sold. In other words, if your ox scores, and even according to Bishmal, that you're not partners, you still own it until Bez and Dope. But if you sell it now, sorry, you cannot sell it. It's yours, but you have no right. You, you've lost the rights to sell it until we figure out what's up with this ox. I have a Tanya Machre Machre. There's another writer which says that it would be a valid sale. It says, yeah, what we mean is it would be a valid sale, but we would still go back and take it away. Uh, to be able to pay off the victim. So why do you tell me it's a, it's a good sale if then you're going to go back and take it? What do you gain by making it a valid sale? It says, Gemara, le ridya. Okay? The ridya means like this. If the buyer used it already to work his field, now that we take it away from him to pay the victim, the victim can't come to him and say, you used my axe to plow your field. So the axe will eventually go to the victim, Lefi Rebbe Shmuel. But he says, you have to wait for Bezant to come and put that all in order. If the buyer used it in the meantime, there's no problem. There's no problem whatsoever. It was a valid sale, and uh, th- there's no claim against them at all. Shmamina, you learn from here, Lava, in a general case, somebody borrows money, Umachar, and then he sells a property that has a lien on it. Uh, Bezin goes and, uh, and he could be, and be Gaiva says well, I don't understand in general what do we collect what do we collect if somebody owes money you collect real estate 
don't accept movable property over here. It's an ox. It's like you're collecting movable property for the guy. No, it's not a regular case of movable property because this is the ox itself that did the damage. And as soon as the ox itself did the damage, and the terrorist says that you need to pay with the body of the ox. Right? So the body of the ox is, is established as an apaitiki. Apaitiki. This is the specific collateral. When you have a specific collateral as the lien, of course the, the, of course the lender could go ahead and collect that money. There's no question about it. Frakti Gemara, the Gemara asks, If somebody says that his evidence has an apaitiki, so the lender could come and, and collect. But if it's an ox, the lender cannot come and collect from it. And here we're done with an ox. You see, an ox cannot be an apaitiki. Our whole logic was, oh, the ox is an apaitiki. So that's what you're collecting. He says, the ox can't be an apaitiki. So he says, Evan, my time, why in general are you allowed to make an evidence? Because people are aware over who the owner of a servant is, and therefore there's no question when you come and collect from the Evid what's going on, that there's, a, there's been a transfer of ownership. So, Hainami, when you have an axe that is obligated due to goring, since it went ahead and damaged, Kala Islay, this is now hack in town, people know about it. Oh, this guy's got the goring ox. Everybody be careful. And now that there's a coal, now that there's knowledge about it, it can actually be established as an apaitiki. Tani Rav Tachlifa Bamarova Kameda Rebbe Yavohu Machroi Ein Machor Hekdeshai Moktesh. So somebody sells the ox that, that damaged. It's not a valid sale, but if he makes it hectish, it is hech, it is hectish. Machreiman, who sold the ox? Ilema mazik. If we're dealing with the damager, sold the ox. My animal damaged, so it now has a lien to the victim. But I, I quickly sold it. Machreiman. Uh, um, but the debt would still be there. So I mean, huh? The debt would still be there. Yeah, nachon. It just changes where the victim can collect from. So if he sells it, trying to get away from paying... Either trying to get away from paying using this ox, or so, uh, he has a best friend who really wants that ox. So whatever it is. But we said also an afkamina is going to be, even if it's going to end up being collected, the buyer has usage until Bezdin uh, takes it away from him. Right? He'll have, he'll have rights to use it. So Machraiman again, who sold it? Ilema Mazik, if the damager sold it, Machrai um Machrai Ain Machrai Ain Machr Ilema Mazik, if the Mazik's uh, selling it, Machrai, if he sold it, Ain Machr. We say it is not sold. Money, who is that going like? Rebekivahi, it's going to be the opinion of Rebekivah who says it's not a valid sale. To Amar Hochlat Tashar, because Rebekivah was argued on Rebbe Shmuel, and he says as soon as the ox damaged, it becomes a partnership, right? And it's going to transfer ownership to the victim, so the, the damaging party has no right to sell it. And then when it says it is a valid hektish, if you make it hektish, that's going to be according to Rebbe Shmuel. Where the damaging party could make a hektish because he said you retain ownership. Ella, rather, the case has to be nizik. It can't be the mazik because then the whole statement doesn't make any sense, right? Half of it's Rabbi Kiva, half it's Rabbi Shmuel. So it's got to be a case where the nizik, the victim, is the one making the sale. Machrai, so he sells it. It's not a valid sale. Money, who's that going like according to Rabbi Shmuel, according to 
uh, which statement is that going like? We'll say it's Rabbi Shmuel. It's Rabbi Shmuel. Hekdeshay Muktish. And this that we say, it will be a valid hektish. That's Ason the Rabbi Akiva. Why? Because Rabbi Akiva holds that the victim now is an is a owner also. The victim has ownership according to Rabbi Akiva. He's a partner. And a part owner could make your part into hektish. So hekdeshay Muktish. But now we're back to square one, which is, no matter how you cut it, whether you say the mazik sold it, we have a problem with it working, it's going to be, part of it's going to be Rabbi Shmuel, part of it's going to be Rabbi Kiva. If the nizik sold it, the victim's the one trying to sell the animal, also you're going to run into the same problem. Which basically means, it's a long way of saying something simple. You can't tell me that it's a valid sale of the ox, it's, it's not a valid sale, but it's a valid hektish. Make up your mind. Because you're only a part owner. Yeah, either way. So either way. Either you could sell it and make it hectish, or you can't sell it and not make it hectish. Those two halachas should go hand in hand. It's a simple svara that the Gemara is trying to point out. Yeah, the, again, the Brisa says, an ox gores and kills another ox. You sell the ox. It's not a valid sale, but you could make it hectish. Says the Gemara, who's selling and who's making it hectish? Because this makes no sense. If it's a valid sale, it should be a valid hektish. If it's not a valid sale, it shouldn't be a valid hektish. Clear? That's really what the Gemara just said in the last few lines. Okay. Says Gemara, Really, the damager is selling it. And everybody agrees. That it's not a valid sale. Again, we're following who? We're following the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. And it is not, it's not going to be a valid sale. Because there's a lien. Yeah, so you own it, but there, there's a lien. And since there's a lien, a lien. Who owns The guy still owns it, you're saying. Correct. But, so, but the question is, if he owns it, why can't you, uh, why can't you, make, why can't you sell it? I'll tell you why, because there's a lien on it. That's why. You can't sell something with a lien. Okay? You can't sell something when, when the, the victim has first dibs over a buyer. Hekdeshay Muktash. And this is what we say. Hekdeshay Muktash. It is a valid hekdash. I feel Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi will agree. Even he says a partner, he'll agree that it's a valid hekdash. We shouldn't Rabbi Avo. Dhamma Rabbi Avo. Gzeir Hashem Yemru Hekdash Yaitzei Beloi Pidyan. That if you make something into hektish with partners, we're going to consider it to be hektish. Ah, you're only a part owner, yeah, but we don't want people to say that you could remove hektish without redeeming it. And based upon that, if the um, if the mazik would make the shar uh, would make the shar hektish, we will obligate him to go and redeem it. Not that it's mamish hektish, we'll obligate him to go redeem it, so people shouldn't start uh, making mistakes. And that's what it means hektish muktish. You're going to have to pay to redeem it. Fine. He made it hectish, then he's going to have to redeem it. Yeah, in other words, it's not really hectish uh-huh. because you're only a part because you're, you're just in right? Owner. But we consider it hectish as far as you needing to redeem it, because since people heard you make it hectish, we don't want people to think that you could remove something from hectish without paying for it. So this said, he said, "What do you mean it's hectish? It's not really hectish, but you need to redeem it. You have to make that payment. You're going to have to make a payment. This way people don't start uh, making a mistake about how to remove something from Hektish. Tan Rabban of the Rabbis learned, and so should we short time, Shehizik, if you have a short time, that gourd, uh, that damaged. Aj, like Amar Bedin, if he didn't come to Bezin yet, Machar and Machar, the owner sells it, Hektish and Muktish, if he makes it Hektish, it's, it's Kaitish. Shachta, if he shachta, if he gives away as a gift, Masha Asi Asi, 
what is done is done. Now this needs explanation because why should it be what's done and done? The maz, the nizik, the victim is going to be taking a major loss. Misha Mabedin, but once you already brought your axe to court, machray ain't a machray. You can no longer sell it because there's a psak. Hekdesha ain't a muktish. You cannot make it hektish. It's not yours. Shochten is anematanu liyasev elikolam. You can't bring it as a gift because it's not yours. If if lenders come along and they say, "Hey, dude, you owe us money, and here's value that's yours," bein chavad shalei hizik, bein hizigad shalei chav, lai also v'lai kulam, they cannot take it. Because the the money can only be paid from the guf, from the body of the animal. Now, this all needs explanation, which we will do. Bez Hashem. If you have a more that damaged, whether or not you already came to court, if he sells it, it's sold. Again, it's considered yours. If the if lenders come and they collect payment, what is done is done. Because the uh, by a sharmud, you always pay from the best property. So what? It's very simple. So therefore, you have no right to the ox. It's a valid sale. Ah, you damaged. How can you, the damager, sell your ox? I'll tell you why. Because the victim has no lien on this ox. The victim's going to pay anyway. Yeah, he's going to come to my property. Only time there's a lien on the ox is what he's, he's going to collect from the ox. He's not going from the ox. Of course, what I sell. Is a, is a valid sale. Okay. Now what the Gemara is going to do is tear apart this brisa step by step and go through it line by line. If a short time that gores and the owners, the, the, the damaging owner sells it, it's a valid sale. Liridia means he sold it to plow. If he makes it hektish, it's going to be kaddish. Because of the halacha of Rebbe Avohu, which is that, not that it's really hektish, but again, it's just that we make you redeem it from hektish. People don't make a mistake. If you give it as a gift, what's done is done, the ridya, meaning the owner could use it. But if you shacht it, I don't understand. Let the victim come and take the stakes. He shechted it. Well, I had a right to take the ox. Okay, fine. You can take from the body of the ox. You know what it is now? Instead of a live ox, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be rib stakes. That's it. We get a premium price. Huh? But you'd be able to. Okay, okay. So you got, you got more value. You got more value. The tani will learn to the When if you sell the animal when it's uh, alive, in the other chai, only know that it's when it's alive. Shachtim nine. I know that even if the animal's already dead, the victim could collect from it. You could just take from the body. There's no, there's no problem. So says the gemara. What do you mean shachtai? That when the the animal shechted, it's over. Like there's nothing to do. Of course there is. Go take the meat. And that'll be your payment. You're right. But we're dealing with the loss of value of shechting. Now the Gemara assumes that a shechted cow has less value than a live cow. Now you would say maybe the opposite. Has a lower value than a live cow. You'd think the opposite because a live cow is lacking the shechita. Over here now it's coming fully prepared. It's a cut up watermelon. It's going to cost be more expensive than a whole watermelon. Eh? No, but the reason why uh, a shechted ox is lower value is because while it's alive, you could still have gains. It could plow the field. It could work for you. It can carry. It could schlep. There's what to do, and that it, uh, th- that itself brings uh, brings value to the table. Okay, but um, 
the chiddush over here is that the victim could take the meat, and the damaging party does not need to pay for the difference in uh, the, if, if it goes down. Oh, he could take the meat, meaning if he chooses to do that. No, if he did, let's say he already shechted it. I agree. That's what it's you know the the payment's going to be the current value. If somebody damages his friend's lien, he's going to be potter. Meaning kacha. That's how it is. As I get us, even though it's not it's not great. It's more abshita. It's obvious. Mahu I mean that seems what it, that's really what it seems right now. You had a lien on the ox. Now he shechted the ox. We just said you can only take from the value of the dead ox, not the value of the live ox. So that's very straight. That. If it uh, if somebody ruins the lien of his friend, you can't take payments. Says Gor, no ma'utema. I would have thought to say, that when you shech the ox, you could say to the the nizik, I didn't cause you any loss. Why not? I'll say like this: I never took anything away. You you physically had an ox yesterday. It was alive. Okay. Now you have that same exact physical specimen. It's just not breathing. But physically, the same exact thing is there. But let's say that you mamish destroy somebody's lien. So you have a lien on a field. I go ahead and I burn down the field that you had a lien on. I mamish destroy it. I would say that there, there, I have a chiyav, kamash Therefore, the, the chiddush over here is that if, if somebody else destroys a lien, he's going to be uh, going to be potter. Ha nami rabba mora, but rabba already said that. The Yama rabba rabba says sorry for potter. Somebody burns his friend's documents, he's going to be potter. Yeah, you're a gairim, you're causing him to not be able to collect things anymore. But all you did was burn a paper. Says gemara, maudim. I would have to say Maybe over there you're potter because you could just say, listen, I burnt a little bit of paper. What does it cost? One cent. Big deal. Very nice. It would have been a, a proof of a documentation, but the paper itself didn't really have value. But I would say, let's say you had a lien on property that had, um, you know, that had a, a plowable field, and now I'm digging ditches and building hills and all these things. Yeah, and my mom is ruining the property. I would say you're chayiv kamash again, letting me know that whoever damages this is going to be. Potter the 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 command the chaver of sichur maris dami and therefore when you shech the ox we say it's as if somebody dug pits and mounds and uh, and because it's noticeable the kaamar and he's saying masha asui asui what is done is done meaning you're not going to be mechuyev that's the added uh, that's the added chiddush but the bottom line is what the gemara is saying is that it's a very interesting chiddush you're not mechuyev for damaging a lien you're not mechuyev yeah it's not kishmak right but basically that that's a risk. You have you have a lien on my field. Somebody goes and damages my field. They don't need to pay you. It's not your field yet. You had a lien on my field. If somebody goes and ruins somebody else's lien, the ma'isa, they're a grama. They're just causing they're, they're causing a loss, but they're not mechuyev to they're not mechuyev to pay for the um, for yeah, the overall field. Okay, you hear this far? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a chiddush. I mean, well, that's, a that's the risk we take when you have a lien. That's right. That's right. It's mice that's not in your possession yet. So a lien is only a lien. It's yeah, a, it's a potential. It's a potential collateral, but it's Nahon. not yours. Yeah, beautiful. All right, we'll hold it here. Pick up here, Hashem, tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Chavim.